Let me take a couple seconds. We'll talk about Anchor. Are you like me and you've thought about trying a podcast for a while? Either you just like talking into a microphone or you got something to say you just want to let out into the world or, you know, you've always wanted to do something with a friend. Okay. Anchor's the way to go. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. So you know it's definitely in your budget. I know money to get going can be an issue. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Really make it pretty easy peasy, which if you're like me and you don't know what you're doing, it's right in your wheelhouse. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more outlets. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It really doesn't get any simpler. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. And we are up. This is the Beacon Road Show, and I am your host, Rich Levesque. And just want to remind you today, as always, that you're doing the best you can with what you have to work with, whether it feels like it or not. You are enough and you matter. So please take extra special care of yourself today and every day. On a Beacon Road Show, everything is intended to come back to this message, to wrap around this message, because... Ultimately, we're all doing our best to be our best and to be seen and heard, both by ourselves and the world around us. The goal for this show is to honor that by speaking of how that works for us and how it can look. We'll share stories of how we're navigating that journey, and we'll talk about skills and tools that are available to help us along in our own journeys. And that's the thing. There's no one way for We each have to find what works for each of us in our own ways and on our own terms, like all things. Treat it like a buffet table. Remember those? Take what clicks, leave the rest. However you come about finding this little corner and however you use it, it's an honor to have you here. And today, we're going to talk about those moments where we just say, screw it. And we just kind of do our thing. Whatever that looks like. And it's the type of thing that It looks different for everybody at different phases of life. That's just how it is. We all know people that said, damn the torpedoes. We're going to pack everything and go and figure it out when we get there. You know, and we all know people that, you know, the big leap is to Put a different color of paint on the house. And you know what? Not, and that's a bad thing. It's all individual. And at some point, there's probably going to be a level of feeling uncomfortable in the process. 
I think that exists for everybody in their own way. But in the end, you know, it's our journey and it's up to each of us to call our own shots. You know, you know, it's up to each of us to determine what exactly it is that means. You know, not getting somebody else's opinion of it. Because ultimately, as far as that goes, that what somebody tells you matters to them. And it fits their experience. It doesn't necessarily fit yours. So, just a second. So what I did over the last couple of days is I put it out in different aspects of social. And basically the question was to tell me basically about a time where you pretty much said, fuck it. And, you know, did your thing. How did it feel? What did it look like? Did it work? Not that it necessarily matters. I think there's times where we kind of go and, you know, maybe we don't necessarily stick the landing, but it's ultimately about growth and learning, really. Now, we're in a world where we learn that results are everything. And, you know, you read enough stories about people on their deathbeds. And, When they hit the end of the line, they don't care about how much money they made or what level of promotions they made or how pretty their house was. It's always the stuff they missed out on that they're kicking themselves over. You know, you read that left and right and up and down. And it's really. I mean, it is what it is. We do what we do. We learn what we learn. We know what we know. So what I'm going to do is, in a couple of these, these were done in private groups, so I'm not going to put names on them. But I'm going to read them verbatim. Um, this first one, you know, story springs to mind. Many years ago, when I was at uni, I was in a shop and overheard the shop assistant talking to a customer about having been let down by a face painter for a kid's party. Nobody even asked me, but for some reason, I found myself offering my services to do the face painting. Had I done it before? Nope. Did I think I could do it? Hell yeah. They went for it. Managed to persuade a friend to help, and we went there later that day. It was hilarious. Luckily, I have no photos, and I don't think it was the best job. It wasn't the worst, though, and got a free meal at the restaurant. My friend was more scared by the experience. All in all, it was fun. I'm smiling, recalling it now, so yeah, it worked out. That's the thing. When you just kind of jump into something, you know, 
the worst case scenario is you're going to have a hell of a story to share when you're 85 and you're sitting on your rocker drinking your country time lemonade. Because for some reason I had this in my mind. I think it was a commercial when I was a kid with it. And it was, you know, old people sitting there telling stories. And that's just the vision that, you know. And ultimately that's kind of, it's about collecting moments and experiences, you know. And tell another one over here. Um, I remember trying to fix every issue staff brought to me as their new manager. I thought it was the best way to earn their trust and support. And then I realized by getting involved in some issues made it much worse or at least much more complicated. So I said, fuck it, let them work it out on their own and I'll intervene if needed. Worked out better for everyone. Sometimes that's saying screw it is not doing the thing, not putting the band-aid on something, not, you know, not jumping in, you know. A lot of times we think we're Superman jumping in trying to save the day, but in the end we're like, you know, young Spider-Man, Peter Parker trying to figure his stuff out and just totally bumbling through it six different ways from Saturday and, you know, getting, you know, having to hear about it from Tony Stark. You know, and I think... You know, sometimes we all have that experience. We can feel like, you know, especially if you're a position as a supervisor and, you know, you're the one that's gonna hear about it. Whether, or, you know, it's fair or not, that's just what happens. Things just kind of roll downhill. And, you know, they're either gonna blame the supervisor or they're going to blame the easiest target and you know that goes into a whole other episode on leadership and yeah we'll do that some other time but yeah sometimes sometimes fuck it is the thing you stop doing and stop covering up and stop being the hero and what happens is you, you know, in that way, you're given somebody else permission to shine. Because sometimes it takes being put in a position where you have no choice but. Sandra's comment, I've always been extremely shy. Back in junior high, my friends convinced me to audition for a solo for our spring concert. When I got to the front of the room, I couldn't do it. As soon as I started to sing, it came out as a whisper. Singing in front of people was apparently one of my biggest fears. About five years ago, I went out with a couple of friends to a winery and 
after having a couple of glasses of wine, we went to a bar for karaoke. We sang together. Two songs, I didn't even care. Side note, I wasn't even buzzed. The effects of the wine had already worn off before we got to the bar. I had sung in front of over 20 people. I faced my fear and felt so good about myself after that. Now I'd be okay if asked to sing in front of a crowd, even though my voice is not good and I have no musical talent. And talent is such a subjective thing. You know, somebody's going to like your voice. Some people won't. Sometimes having something of, you know, a voice that's out of the ordinary is exactly what the doctor ordered. And, and something like karaoke is just about, it's really about letting loose and having fun. My goodness, I remember, you know, for whatever reason, I was a kid. I had it in my in my head that I couldn't sing worth a lick, and I didn't know why. And then I tried out for, uh, you know, I did my audition for the play my freshman year, and I had to audition solo. And I sang a song, and it came, at first I kind of sang like this. And it was almost like the directors knew, and I like, just freaking sing it. And I just kind of went with it. And all of a sudden, like, my voice came out, and I was like, wow, this doesn't suck. This does not suck. And, you know, I got to the point where I was confident singing in public and got to do it off and on over the years. And it's really actually quite fun. Even when you have an off moment and you know you start to sing a note and it doesn't come out. It doesn't matter. Linda writes, when I got my professional engineer's license, a colleague and I were going to quit our job and start our own business. We had a name and everything. Just about to jump ship when he announced that his wife was pregnant with their second child and he couldn't risk not having a steady paycheck. Ugh. That's always the biggest fear when going into entrepreneurship is you know, you're kind of walking away from that security, which isn't as strong as people think, but you know what you know. I was so scared, but I said, fuck it, I ain't staying here. And jump ship by myself. And I'm still going strong 13 years later. Absolutely. And sometimes there's a strength in just going and knowing that there's no safety net and just gives you the opportunity to just shine on. Um, hello, Simon from the UK. Great to see you. Thanks for coming by. And a lot of it is, it's, you know, the security isn't so much a guarantee is it is what we know, but our minds convince us that it is. Uh, it is certainty, and you know that you have that to fall back on. And ultimately, nothing is nothing's guaranteed. Um, my friend Sean shows a picture, and he's um, you know, all about boat life. He's he's an amazing story in and of himself. And he primarily um, was off of his houseboat during the warmer months. And, you know, he's 
process of working his way down the East Coast. And I know that that's been his goal to do that full time, and he's got it down. He's somebody I am incredibly proud of. And another picture that I'm looking at, um, a friend of mine, Dave, and before I wrap up, I'm going to tell my story, and he's going to be a part of it. And he's showing a picture of he's at a um, he's at an event and a self transformational event. I saw this one on yeah, I saw the film of it. I didn't get to know him until maybe about a year later. And yeah, it was another amazing story that he'll and you know it's gonna it's for him to tell. But he ultimately you know, took a leap from a pretty solid career in the kitchen and became a, a life coach. He'd started with men and now he's um, branched out and now is working with all kinds of different clients. And I know from experience, he is a powerful, powerful speaker and, and coach and instructor and amazing human. I've been blessed. I have a lot of powerful humans incredible humans in my life. And Keisha talks about she had her nose pierced in January. I'd never done it when I was younger because I don't like my nose. When I hit my 40s, I said, fuck it. Shave one side of my head and pierce my nose at 42. And, you know, sends a picture and she's absolutely stunning. And sometimes it is. It's, you know, that, you know, a change in gears of you know how you present yourself. It could be, you know, I've always wanted to do a beard, or I've always wanted to buzz the dome, or I've always wanted to get this particular tattoo and just saying screw it, knowing it. Uh, Joyce makes a great point. Well, you know, a few more of us are alive because of it. You know, there's something to that because you never know. Sometimes you don't necessarily know what you're jumping from. You know, everything works out as it's supposed to, of course, because that's how it worked out. But, you know, you don't always know. Jess writes, one time after a series of frustrating and disappointing events, including a domestic violence situation. I said, fuck it. And within three weeks of deciding, packed up my three young kids and my minivan full of stuff and moved from Ohio to California. I've built and created a life I couldn't have even imagined, even though it's still a work in progress. It was three years ago and we we're all thriving. I love stories like that. So, so now there's really a lot more stories like this around us more than we know. Here's one. When I was 14, I was sitting in juvie talking to a 13 year old girl who was picked up for prostitution and was pregnant. It's, it saddened my heart so deeply. I accumulated four felonies on my record and then I'd had, by then I had a hard life and knew I wanted more. 
I tested out of high school at 15, and by 21, I'd earned three BAs and an MA. While having a baby on my hip and working full time. Holy shit. I started teaching political philosophy at a university at 21. There's not much in my life that felt more rewarding. It was hard work, but it taught me I can do anything I set my mind to. Um, now, Simon's comment over here, talking a little bit more about security, and that move from a solid career to a life you desire when your job doesn't make your heart sing. Now, I'm not one of those people that's going to scream and tell everybody, go, quit your job and just drop everything right now. I'm going to say, everybody's got a voice inside of them. And a lot of times it runs a little bit different than what we're taught and how we're hardwired. You know, we've watched people, watch the adults in our lives growing up, you know, for the most part, you know, doing the, you know, doing the thing, you know, getting the job, getting the full time, the promotion, you know, kind of hitting all the little checkpoints that we're all supposed to hit. And, you know, and a lot of times you get caught in the, security of it because we're taught to be afraid of what happens when when you fail and everything falls apart. And now this is going to be a question for people to ponder. I'm not going to give you the answer to this. You have to come up with this on your own. If your you know your life is something that really doesn't feel right, you feel disassociated, you're miserable, you're filling that emptiness with God knows what, whatever, and you're kind of killing yourself slowly in the process. And what's the effect on, you know, how's that affecting you? What's, what's the point of keeping it all together for the show or for the security. If you get to the end of the line and you feel like you wasted it. And what's it going to feel like if you see you know, you see your kids and your grandkids fall into the same pattern. Yeah, you're going to say one thing, but what? Are you, how are you going to really feel about it? You know, we, the odds of us landing here, hitting the right sperm and the right egg at the right time, And, you know, you know, having that one thing, win that, you know, spermy Spartan sprint. And that opens up all kinds of, you know, combinations in the DNA. 
and you landed as this one unique being. And, you know, you get a certain amount of time. You know, nobody knows. That's really our biggest commodity, our most important. We have an X amount of it. We don't know what that is. We don't know until the end. That's just how it works. And are you going to, do you want to make the most of it? And you get to decide what that is. Or are you going to just, you know, let somebody else call the shots for you? You know, that's your call. That's your choice. And, you know, I'm not going to judge you for what you pick. But I'm going to throw it out there for you to think about. And it's worth thinking about every day because... It changes by the day. Life changes by the day. We get new information constantly. And it leads us to different places. Nothing's a death sentence until it's a death sentence. Just throwing that out there. I'm going to go back and I'm going to rip through a couple of more of these. Caitlin writes, I wanted to go to this music festival, but none of my friends were going. But I knew some acquaintances I knew from other events that were definitely going to be there. I usually am really anxious and cautious around new groups of people. I am constantly feeling like I am too much. So I usually... Wait until I'm sure I'm accepted before relaxing. I'm kind of waiting for that sure thing, waiting for that right button. Yeah, most of us do that. Off alone. Anyway, I decided to say fuck it and messaged one of these acquaintances to see if I could camp with them. They said they had gotten a cabin on the festival grounds, and yes, they had a spot open, and I could take it. So I went. And I had a magical, transformative, spiritually moving weekend. I danced and stomped in the mud. A lot of us. When was the last time we danced and just had fun in the mud? This stuff doesn't have to end just because we're adults and have bills. None of the things I'm usually afraid of happening happened. It was the most magical and memorable weekends I've had in the last five years. Isn't that amazing? You just kind of, you know, putting yourself out there and, you know, there's a little bit of a power to being in a situation like that, you know, because if you're not around your usual crew, you don't have the expectations that come with that for good, for bad, for indifferent, you know. It's not a bad thing. It's meant well. But, you know, when we're around our, you know, more in our regular elements, we float back to whatever roles we are. And, you know, sometimes we may feel like 
they need to change. But, you know, sometimes what happens when you leave the box, you know, you kind of look at you weird and everything looks different. You know, it's kind of like at the end of the Truman Show and, you know, Truman kind of figures everything out. Sees a little light in the back of what I was actually a studio. What happens to all of us when we see the little hole? Because we all, you know, through our own experiences and through our own stories and our own beliefs and our own backgrounds, and through no fault of our own, we all live our own Truman Show. What happens when you see something else? And when you're in a situation like Kayla was talking about, you know, there's your opportunity. Um, Froon writes, I faced all my fears while I got severe PTSD because I was scared anyway. Why not do anything I wanted to do? Didn't care. Oh, that's a great point. Great, great point. You know? You know, the fear is there. What's the worst happens? It comes to fruition and you're already you've already seen it planned out. You're already ready for it. And what usually hap what usually happens in the end when we dread a certain thing and it that's not, either it happens and we suddenly find we know how to handle it, or it doesn't end up being a thing. And so much of the time, it ends up being the latter. Here's one about, you know, saying fuck it and turning, turning himself in at a police station and, um, you know, serving a couple of days to get past a, an old warrant. You know, part of the process to get your license back. How many of us have had things kind of hanging over your head that you, just, you know, don't want to deal with? You know, it's going to suck. It's going to hurt. And it could be different things. It could be a health thing or it could be a, you know, it can be a debt or it could be a thing you need to fix and or a thing you need to clean. You know, and then when they say, screw it, you just freaking deal with it. And it gets done. And, you know, that's really just such a cool experience to have when it, you get on the other side of that because it really is an accomplishment because you get past your own shit. And we don't give ourselves enough credit for getting past our own shit, even if it's a small little victory. Um, gonna click on, I'm gonna hit a couple of these different. I'm still a sucker for love stories. Rochelle writes I moved from Colorado, where I'd lived my whole life, to Kentucky to live with my girlfriend. Half of my family was all for us as they knew mine and my girlfriend's history, but the other half was guilt tripping me into staying. I almost said no, but at the last minute, I just didn't do it. I missed my whole family, but I gained a whole new family. It's crazy. And Lisa has one. 
bought a ticket to Morocco on a whim to finally meet a gentleman friend in person after four years of friendship. We got engaged and I'm going back in October. Hell yeah. You know, those are the things that, you know what? Those are the best when those work out. Yeah, I'm a sucker for that. Yes, everybody's got their, yeah, but, or, but this happened on Tinder or this story happened with this one person I met. And yeah, that's, you know, I've been there, done that myself. But there's that experience of kind of getting to know somebody and kind of learning each other's stories. And, you know, sometimes it is everything you thought or even better. And we just jump. Cats is along the same line. Moved to Tucson, Arizona with my partner. Sight unseen. No jobs. Never stepped foot in the state. Knew no one. Sold off most of our stuff. Found an apartment online and traveled a couple thousand miles on a hope and a prayer. All these years later, I'm still here. She and I are not together anymore, but are best friends. Glad I took the chance. Exactly. The story doesn't necessarily have to play out to the expectations to have the happy ending. You don't get to decide the outcome. And that's kind of part of the security thing. We try to, we try to game it. We try to game it. We try to game it. But when you're looking into the future, there's always going to be this piece of information. that you can't possibly have right now and it's going to show up and it's going to change things. And you're going to, you know, your instinct is going to be to kick yourself and to, you know, try to, how could I think, not think of this? How did I not see this? Because you can't, it's impossible. Give yourself a break. Ride the wave. Fall off the you know, you fall off the board, you land on your ass, you fall off the board and land off your ass. You just get back up and do it again. Jody, seriously though, I made a decision to say fuck it and walk away from a thriving career. I was scared, had no idea what to do with my freedom once I got it. But I kept trusting myself and stayed the course. Eventually I ran off to live alone on the mountain and became an artist. Life has only gotten better and better ever since. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to um, read this from Kevin. Contest um, that around the release of a book, I hope I screw this up for you know, looking for video feedback on the book. It's a book by Kyle Sees. He says, I don't normally do feedback, let alone video feedback. And it turned into two amazing trips where I met people that have become very important in my life slash journey over the last three years. And that's the, that's the other part of it. Another part of it. There's many different parts of it. 
This is just another. By taking that one fucking leap, you don't know what else is, you know, that whole thing of you not knowing what information is coming. We think of it in terms of doom, but what if it's also opportunity? And um, this is the point where I'm going to segue into one of my own stories for a second. Um, it's actually two years, almost to the day now. And because you know, I had the same book, um, the author was Kyle Cease that you know, Kevin was just talking about in his story. And um, he's somebody that was a, um, you know, a mentor for a time back in the day. And at one point, he'd scheduled you know, about a year in advance, no, maybe about nine months in advance, I think, a event at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood. And a lot of people that I'd gotten to know online through a lot of, you know, through his different communities were going to go. And that was just such a crazy pull to me. And I was never one that did a whole lot of traveling. Like before this, like the furthest I think I ever went Actually, I went to Georgia once in my 30s. And before that, I'd never gone. I'd never left the time zone. I'd never gone any further than, gosh, Virginia, I think, or North Carolina. North Carolina. So this was entirely fun. Like, how are you going to come up with the money and, you know, and your income, you know? What's going to be going to come back and not pay the rent, and you're going to do all these other, you know, all this other stuff would go wrong. But I kind of felt this bug. Like, I got to do this, man. I got to do it. I got to, got to do it. And right around the new year in 2018, now I still had no clue. How on God's green earth I was going to have the rest of the stuff on the place, but I dropped a hundred bucks, whatever it is, and I got a ticket for the weekend. Just freaking did it. And I sat on it through January, February, March. Never really dealt with it. And then came April and I'm just kind of like, this thing's in two months. I should probably, you know, should I get off the pot here? And what I did, actually, no, I didn't do anything. I just kind of sat in, I don't know, what do, what do I do? 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 And then, like, Randomly, I got a check in the mail. It was this old retirement account that I had. And it was from a job I'd had, God, in like the mid-90s or something like that. And I'd been gone for however long. They cashed it out. 
on the check. And it was a decent, you know, it wasn't a big sum, but it was enough for me to start to do things like look at flights and look at accommodations. Here's where it really starts getting crazy. I found a round trip straight flight, no connections from Boston to LAX for like, it was like 500 bucks. What? Done. Booked the flight. I found, I then went and looked to see, you know, maybe there's something on Airbnb. I found a listing right near the freaking theater in Hollywood. Like, I literally, like, leave the place, walk across the street. Hello, I'm there. And it was like 50 bucks a night. This check out of nowhere covered all of, covered everything. And it was like, once I got on the plane, and once I landed, like something shifted in me. Like I was, you know, the person I thought I wanted to be in my head, like things just, I kind of was, you know, meeting people and connect, like left and right, people that I knew online, you know, bonding with them and going and hitting up taco trucks and just saying yes to these, all these different, you know, amazing things and seeing these, you know, museums and, you know, met up with an old friend from out here and saw some stuff and, just saying yes to things and not worrying about the budget. Like, like literally, like I would go and I would, you know, drop money on something that I would normally not. And then all of a sudden, like this other thing would appear in my bank account. Seriously, this is just what kept freaking happening the week I was out there. And now the tip of the iceberg Oddly enough, weirdest analogy for what's about to come next. Um, we'd spent a day after the event up on, out on Venice Beach. And now, if you know me, I love the beach. I love being by the ocean. I freaking hate being in the water. I hate anything that I'm not connected to solid ground on. I can swim, but for me, swimming is a thing that I do, that I know how to do in case one day I need to do it to not die. Know what I mean? So, of course, the furthest thing that would ever cross my mind is taking surf lessons. Now, going back to um, Dave, who I talked about, comes up to me and she says, hey, let's do surf lessons. 
And my mind's just like, and then all of a sudden, like, what comes up out of my mouth? Let's go. And of course, my ego is just like, you're freaking kidding me. What, what, what the hell are you going to do? I mean, you're going to go out, you're going to put a freaking wetsuit. Are you going to treat it like, uh, And that, that was exactly what I did. I went, I took the lesson. I was, you know, we kind of would practice stuff, you know, the whole, you know, the steps on the, you know, did it on the sand. And I kept, oh, I was getting so frustrated because I kept frigging it up left, right, north, south, west. And then we got to the water. And, you know, the first time I fell off and, you know, had a drink of some Pacific. Second time, I almost got to the end and I kind of fell off. It wasn't as drastic. And then, whatever reason, I hit some adrenaline and I just stopped thinking. I just kind of, you know, I stopped thinking of steps. I just kind of went with whatever at the moment. Hit the wave, jumped up. And my ass was freaking surfing in the Pacific on a big ass board, freaking rolling, landing right back in. Like I've been doing it my whole life. You know, I've never tried it since. Don't particularly need to. But you know what? I said, fuck it. And. I ended up in the you know, surfing the Pacific Ocean. You know, certain things just kind of kept falling into place afterwards. Um, other trips and other excursions and other connections. And, you know, they may not have necessarily been for people I met out in LA. But if I hadn't done that, there's so many things in the last couple of years that would never have happened. I certainly wouldn't be putting out a podcast and telling these stories. Definitely wouldn't be doing that. Promise you that for sure. So as we start to wind this down, I'm going to say, you know, thank you very much for checking in. Wait, before I do that, I am going to mention one more thing. I'm glad I remembered at the last minute. And I'm going to leave my um, graphic up way too long. But I, uh, I don't care. Um, now, somebody did mention, you know, they talked about how, you know, what, sometimes, you know, you know, people see this and they see big decisions and, you know, they worry about, you know, kids and health issues and other different risks. And look, I kind of mentioned it before. And ultimately, it's not always about just jumping on a plane or selling a house and buying a camper. 
or quitting the job and freelance, or, you know, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. And the only person I guess to decide that is yourself. I know plenty of people that are really happy, you know, staying in the same thing they've done. It's, you know, they're okay with it. They're cool with it. Um, and it allows them to, you know, chase you know, a, a dream off of ours. That dream might be doing a, you know, playing in a, playing drums in a band on Friday nights. And it doesn't have to go anywhere. It could just be the joy of playing it, you know, Larry's Pub every every Friday night. It could be drawing or painting. It could be sometimes the best screw it is calling out, taking the kids and going to the beach for the day. Just like the world doesn't, you know, dictate that you have to stay in a certain pattern. It also doesn't dictate that you have to take these crazy jumps that aren't, you know, that don't feel like they're you. So what I will challenge you to do is to sit with yourself, just kind of find a place where you're alone or, you know, someplace that brings you peace or silence or joy and just, you know, kind of just sit back and listen to, you know, that we've all kind of got that North Star, the inner voice. Every one of us does. Most of us don't listen to it. Most of us can't hear it because there's so much other noise around there. And it's a practice to learn how to connect to it. You know, I don't say that saying I'm any sort of expert at it. Oh, God. I struggle with it just as much as anybody else. I'm not going to lie about that. But I will say this. You know, if you want to go and spend a lot of money on, you know, this or that, you can. But that's up to you. That's you just, you know, you get to decide whatever answer it, you know, what the next answer is. And once you decide what the next answer is, you know, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Just kind of stay open, stay present. And be aware of opportunities to come from really weird places. Because you may have uh, an idea of how it's going to play out. And it'll more than likely play out if you stay in it. But you got to be open to the possibility it may not land exactly how you think it will. But also, that's where the best adventures come from. Whatever adventure it is you choose. Whether it's saying yes to that dinner date or moving to Alaska.
bell counts just the same. I'll be up in these same places tomorrow, in the same time, 2 o'clock Eastern. And my website is beaconroad.net, and I've got my blog up there. I'm going to have a post up later today. I'm also going to put a copy of this up there either later tonight or tomorrow. Um, I'm at Beacon Road 10, number 10, on Facebook and on Twitter. I am at Beacon Road on Instagram. You know, feel free to check it out. Come say hi. And I am taking um, Patreon subscribers as of now, I guess. Um, Patreon.com slash Beacon Road. You know, if, you know, my mission or anything I say really, you know, calls or appeals to you and you feel like you want to jump on and help out, greatly appreciated. If you just kind of want to hang out or like or share with a friend, subscribe, you know, on the socials, uh, YouTube, look up Beacon Road with Rich Levesque. And that's all I got to say for today. So for those who check it out here on the podcast, thank you very much. 